Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Q&A. My name is Jeremy Betts. I am your host for this show where we answer your questions live on YouTube, X, and Facebook. You can jump on in any of those platforms and listen in live. If you missed the live show, you can obviously join in uh, through audio wherever you get your podcasts later on down the road. I've got a guest that is no stranger to this show but somebody that we always like to have on and no stranger to the steel curtain network either. He is everywhere, especially this time of year. It's my good buddy, Shannon white. Shannon, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful Sunday afternoon and uh, family uh, Sunday dinner. And now I get to, I always look forward to being on the Q and a with my brother, Jeremy and get to uh, talk and answer questions for the community. Absolutely. And you know, Shannon, we, I don't know if we've spoken since the end of the season, uh, I know we had maybe a show uh, right before the playoffs yeah. sometime, maybe week 16 or 17, somewhere along those lines. So it's been a while since we've talked together uh, on a show, but you know, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. We find ourselves uh, in a spot that as fans, we've been pretty familiar with since uh, the Roethlisberger era ended. It's just kind of like, okay, what next? <laughs> how do, mm-hmm. how do you take the next step? And so I think our, all of us fans, um, you know, those in the live chat uh, across the board on social media, we all have our different ideas of how this thing gets rolling. But Shannon, like, what's your kind of overall thought about this offseason here um, that maybe you'd like to share on this show for the listeners here uh, that might not have heard you on some other shows? Yeah, I haven't wrote as many articles since the offseason started because I really wanted to see what the Steelers were going to do at offensive coordinator because that was the next key piece to the puzzle. I think that Tomlin was like, I'm not signing an extension until they decide, you know, am I going to get to pick this offensive coordinator? Uh, The way Mr. Rooney said it, that it was 100% Tomlin's decision, I think for the first time it really was. And now that they've signed Arthur Smith, it's a three-year deal, I think we'll see Tomlin do a two-year extension. Now, that's important because they're tied together now. Um, I actually have an article coming out tomorrow about this Arthur Smith hiring and why it is he is the perfect offensive coordinator for Mike Tomlin. Because when Mr. Rooney said he wanted something new and innovative, we all immediately thought Shanahan Tree, McVeigh, but mm-hmm. honestly, he's very old school, and yeah. Mike Tomlin's old school to the core. So I think it could be a very good marriage. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You could still be innovative and have old school. You know, the main <laughs> thing is, is he likes to run first to set up the pass versus the more modern, innovative offenses throw to set up the run. So, and the way the Steelers offense the roster is constructed. He seems like a very good fit. So yeah. I read your two articles that you put out recently, part one and part two about the off season and what we'd like to see. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree with your assessments. Um, I want to see a build the foundations, strengthen the roster, mm-hmm. and then make a wise decision about the quarterback. Once you actually know what you have. So um, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm very, excited because I think they finally embraced the rebuild mm-hmm. fully, not reload, yeah. not try to add right. a piece because they're not one piece away. 
So yeah, yeah I, I'm very excited and hopefully everybody else is excited and truly realizes what they're trying to do right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you, when you come to the place where the Pittsburgh Steelers are right now, it's, it's, it's a place that we haven't seen since the early two thousands. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that, where, where you don't have the superstar quarterback Mm-hmm. And you you have to make things work around him, you know, to to get to get there. And what did the Steelers do in that time frame? That's what I I look to. And yes, it's a different league, but the foundations can still be the same. Great offensive line play, great defensive line play, great defense, and then you just load it up every year on new skill, position, mm-hmm. talent to keep it going. And and you while you work through your Cordell Stewart's and your and your uh, Tommy Maddox's until you until you got to your Ben Roethlisberger. And when that yeah. happened, guess what happened? You started winning Super Bowls. So it's very important, like you're talking about, like I mentioned in a lot of my articles there, to keep your core strong. So mm-hmm. that way, once you do land that quarterback and you've got to do whatever you can to try to find that guy um, in the process, uh, if you can keep that core together, then you plug in that quarterback and then all of a sudden that's what pushes you from mm-hmm. competitive, you know, they're fun team. You know, we don't want to play that team They're They're tough to, Oh my goodness. We're, we got to go to Pittsburgh uh, in January and play a red hot Steelers team with an all all-star quarterback and a great defense. Now, you know, that's the type of place where they need to get to. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mentioned in the chat here for uh, everyone to start, loading me up with quarterback questions or uh, questions or, or maybe even your ideal three-man QB room going into the season. And I think for a lot of uh, fans, including myself early on, it was, uh, I don't care what you got to do, go get the quarterback, but I've settled down on that a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would say like, and we talked about it pre-show, you know, that maybe the guys you've got in, in your room right now, Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, or an equivalent to Mason Rudolph, Ryan Tannehill, something along those lines. Um, and then go get a mid-round guy in the draft. And I think my target right now is the traits guy, Joe Milton, because I just see there's so many small quarterbacks in this draft. I would rather go get the big guy with all the talent in the world and see if mm-hmm. you can't coach him up with this new offensive coaching staff and see if that's a guy maybe you go down the road to because you're you're kind of married to Kenny Pickett right now and or uh, the veteran um, – secondary option here um so don't go trading up a bunch of draft picks to go get a a first round quarterback that's not going to be one of the top two guys anyway because they're going to be gone you're not going to get picks one or two in this draft because those teams need quarterbacks so and don't go spend 50 million dollars on Kirk cousins either for two years and then find yourself right back in the spot where you are now it i mean take your lumps a little bit if you have to with Pickett and or Rudolph and, and trust maybe that the offensive system is going to be a good bit better to get you where you need to, to potentially be. So Shannon, what's your thoughts on, on that idea? Oh, again, we're on the same page. Um, when you look at the teams, I wrote articles while your articles was out part one and part two. Um, I wrote articles about things Steelers need to learn from the final four participants. Yeah. And one thing was the center position. They all had above average to elite play at the center position. They also had above average to elite play lots of all pros at inside linebacker. <clears throat> These are two positions that have been weaknesses for the Steelers for years. Mm-hmm. 
uh, when the Steelers did bring in big Ben Roethlisberger, he came into a team, you know, that had stability and he was that final missing piece. He was kind of set up for success. And he, he was, again, he was a once in a lifetime, once in a generational player. But, but what I'm saying is Mr. Rooney kind of said it himself in the interview that everybody keeps talking about. He said, yeah. see what the Steelers are capable of with adequate quarterback play. Yeah. yeah. And so you don't have to have, I mean, yes, they, the, you know, we've got Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes. They couldn't be more different from where right. they were drafted to their style to anything. But if you look at these two teams, their rosters are loaded. If anything, the Chiefs need more talent on offense and wide receiver. Yeah. You know, they're they're strong <laughs> everywhere else. So, but yes, you want to find that quarterback, but that's the hardest thing to do in professional sports. If we yeah. look at the Houston Texans, you know, they got the Browns to do the craziest trade I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Uh not I ain't even talking about the contract they signed. Right. I want to do. I'm talking about the trade. They allowed the Texans because for whatever reason, the Panthers passed on Stroud, which, yeah. you know, before I said, don't do it. Don't do it. And they did it. Yeah. But yeah. you got your quarterback and he was able to load your roster back up with yeah. young talent for him to grow with. That doesn't happen very often, folks. I don't see it. You yeah. know, even if the Steelers tried to trade what you ain't going to get that side of return. Yeah. So, um, the Steelers are, it sounds like they're going to do it the right way. And we just have to be patient because I think it's going to be a two year process. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, there's always a chance, and we can hope for this chance that um, Kenny Pickett just needed something new to work in, or mm -hmm. that Mason Rudolph, if he comes back, it had never really tapped the potential that he actually had um, with this team. So, I mean, there's some variables there that could work out in the Steelers' favor as well. But when you're looking at it holistically here, um, they're just not in a spot where they can afford financially to spend bucos and bucos of millions of dollars mm -hmm. on the next franchise quarterback in a trade or in a, a free agency. Or um, give up a lot of capital. Exactly. Up. Or give up yeah. a lot of capital to move up in the draft for, for that. They've got too many other holes that they need to fill and they're in a position that they've put themselves in by drafting Kenny Pickett number one mm -hmm. uh, in, a couple of years ago and nothing wrong with that, but that's just where you're at. So uh, let's not pretend that the Steelers are um, a, a day away in free agency or the draft from everything changing as far as the quarterback position goes. And they're finally uh, back to contention status because they've got a, a superstar quarterback. That's just not how it's going to be for a couple of years. And we'll see how it goes. Um, let's do a couple questions here. Um, Afton has a couple uh, before we move back onto the quarterbacks. Let's talk a little bit about Andy Weidel. Um, are there any rumors about Weidel leaving? I haven't heard that he's interviewed anywhere except Washington. I know that there was some like feelers put out mm -hmm. to him, but I think he's, <clears throat> He's uh, committed to this team for at least this year. That's kind of the vibe I've been getting from the front office is that he is heavily, heavily involved again in the offseason uh, personnel moves that will be taking place, especially when you consider the draft. And I think he's going to be around. So I, I wouldn't I haven't heard anything new about Weidel. Um, 
<clears throat> garnering more interest. But I do know that if the Steelers have another draft like they did, another mm-hmm. contributing class like they did, that he's probably going to end up as a general manager somewhere sooner rather than later. I just don't expect that to be this offseason. What do you think? Oh, I agree. I think that he'll be here this year. Uh, as you say, if he has another knockout draft, though, because we know Khan is the money man. I mean, yeah. I ain't saying he don't know talent, but I'm just saying that he's more the numbers guy, whereas Waddle, you know, he's the king of the round bellies, man. He he yeah. knows – he, he recognizes talent. He has all the connections. A lot of the guys they were able to bring in a free agency and uh, and even, you know, to the practice squad is guys he yeah. was familiar with. Yeah. That's Con, that's not Con's game. So, my opinion, you know, this is where the Steelers got to enter this century. And what yeah. I mean is I want a bigger coaching staff that's more similar to what we have going on around the league. I also want them to handle the front office differently. There is no rule. There's no salary cap. There's nothing to keep them from having co-general managers and yeah. and play to both these guys' strengths because they're both special. That's what I want to see. I don't want to let them – I don't want Waddle going anywhere for another three or four years because he's going to be key to this rebuild. He is, absolutely. And uh, the one thing that gets overlooked with this draft class, because you had Joey Porter Jr. was probably the standout performer of the group at Mm -hmm. cornerback. Um, But, I mean, look at what he did in the trenches. Uh, Broderick Jones and Keanu Benton, those are going to be starting players for this team for several years, uh, for many years down the road. and as an aside, I would like to see Broderick Jones as a starter on the left side for many years down the road, not the right side, but mm-hmm. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. Uh, so, uh, Afton, I don't think that the rumors uh, are going to result in him leaving this offseason, but we will see down the road. All right. There are some quarterback questions. Let's take our break real quick here before the 15-minute mark of the show just to get in our ad read for the audio side. If you're here live, don't go anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Stay tuned. All right, we're back here on the Steelers Sunday night Q&A. It's Sunday night for the foreseeable future because it is the offseason. And uh, got Shannon White here with me. We're talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers, but we're going to focus in a little bit on the quarterbacks here because I think that there's there's so many interesting directions that they could go and uh, any interesting directions that I would be uh, in favor of too, you know, that we kind of listed off our ideal circumstances to start out the show, both Shannon and I, uh, considering who they have now uh, and then what they, what they could do without sending a bunch of draft capital off somewhere to uh, either trade for a guy in the draft um, or do you know go trade for a, a big time QB that's a starter in the NFL mm-hmm. right now? Um, so let's go with Afton uh, Ford's first question here, and that is which quarterback in the draft would you most like to target? I already mentioned Joe Milton the third. Do you have a favorite of these guys uh, that may be in the mid rounds there, Shannon? Um, <clears throat> I haven't really got to watch enough of them. Me and you was talking. Uh, before the we started the podcast, I was waiting to see who they hired as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. To see who would fit into his system. Because not sure. all quarterbacks are the right fit. Like you mentioned Milton. He's got a big arm. He's got the size. He he would be very effective. Uh play action, you know, being able to push the ball down the field. Uh yep. you know, we talked about um I I didn't I people's like we got to bring back Mason Rudolph. I'm like, well I don't know yet. 
Because if you get yeah. a certain type <laughs> system, I'd be a good fit. But but he is a good fit for Arthur Smith's system. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, so yeah, as far as uh, I've heard a lot about Pratt, so I, I tried to really focus on him this week uh, because I didn't get to watch the Senior Bowl game. Um, yeah. But I don't think he really helped himself a lot, but he didn't hurt himself a lot either. So he's still the combine's going to matter. The pro yeah. day is going to matter. You know, and we see fortunes change these next two months. So, yes. um, but I also, you know, we talked before the show about Rattler, Spencer Rattler, a five-star prospect who never could seem to find his fit. Um, mm-hmm. So is that because, you know, he's all athleticism, arm talent, and maybe he's not, uh, you know, as good on progressions and the, the above the shoulders part. So again, yeah. a lot of those questions will be answered in the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I maybe I'm a little off on this, but I kind of see Rattler as a as a poor man's Bryce Young, um, and that you know he's he may he maybe a little bit taller than Bryce Young, but yeah, but he's thicker. Not, yeah, a little thicker he's than thicker. Bryce Young's Young. Young's too thin, way yeah. thin. Yeah. yeah, you and I talked about that a lot leading yeah. up to last draft class. How we were like go get Stroud. Don't mess this up. Go get nope. Stroud. Don't, don't get, uh, don't get young, but you know, the Panthers, uh, didn't have either of us in the front office there, Shannon, and, and they're wishing they did currently, I think. So I bet you that the Texans wouldn't have took young. I, I if, bet if you're right. went one, I bet you they'd have skipped him. Yeah. I think and also right. they would have this. figured something else out. Don't be surprised if this year's class is overrated. Yeah. And I'll tell you why, if you mm. remember, uh, the same class that Mahomes come out in, Trubisky come out in, Rosen come out in, uh, all these guys, out of about eight guys, two of them turned out to be stars. And then you had a lot of guys yeah. that missed, mostly missed. And uh, everybody's talking about Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams being the next Mahomes. I do not like his makeup and his temperament at all. And the stuff he's already demanding and saying – I would not touch him with a 10 foot pole. Yeah, I agree. I agree. hundred <laughs> um, percent. You know, it there's uh, when, when you, when you look at now it as a group for the Pittsburgh Steelers here, um, I, when we're talking quarterbacks, I, I'm so, I'm so over all the uh, we've, we've got to trade up into that top five. We've got to mm. go get that guy. Uh, it's such a, it's such a, crapshoot as it is right mm. even if you're picking up there then why why are you saying okay package all these picks and go move up there and, and try to get your guy i mean if you're absolutely desperate but the steelers should not be seeing themselves as absolutely desperate this offseason i think they've got enough in place to stay competitive here and to like we said build that roster up and then uh, take your time to find the guy mm. the guy that intrigues me and i think intrigues a lot of people because i don't think you would have to give up a whole lot for this guy. It's Justin Fields. Two girls, one Stanley Cup says ideal room would have Justin Fields in it. Um, and then she says, what would be an ideal trade for Fields compensation wise? And I mentioned this. I've been doing this daily drive um, snippet on Twitter every every weekday because uh, I drive a lot for work. So I, mm-hmm. I've been doing a little video snippet. Uh, during that, my Steelers thoughts for the day. And on Friday, I mentioned Justin Fields and how I thought that uh, based on what we saw with Arthur Smith and Marcus Mariota, that he could be a good fit in a in an Arthur Smith offense. He's 
obviously more talented than Mariota. And I think also that the Bears would would not be so um so high priced when they're talking about moving fields because they're likely going to pick at number one a quarterback and uh, they've got another first round pick already as well so i'm thinking that maybe a third round pick would land justin fields maybe you throw in a a player to that as well or a seventh rounder i mean i wouldn't hate a third round pick and a seventh round pick uh for justin fields or a player um it would it is it I my ideal three man room? Maybe not, but um, if you're gonna make a play for the the guy with a bunch of upside, then this would be the one to me that doesn't kill your draft capital um, and also uh, gives you a shot at potentially uh, getting in a talent that exceeds anything you've had in the room since since Roethlisberger. So uh, that would be something I would consider. Um, Shannon, are you? in on Justin Fields at all, or, or is that one of those, let's not go that route? I think if he comes, he would have one more reasonable year under contract before you'd have to sign him. Uh, I've seen that they're saying that they believe Baker Mayfield is going to get $40 million plus a year Jeez. is what they're they're talking about, Danny Jones' money, which we know uh, that was that was not a wise contract. No. Um, so I don't know what Fields would would rate considering his draft, you know, status and uh, especially if he was successful. Uh, but if you found your next franchise quarterback, you know, you just have to make it work. Yeah. But um, you know, I've I've heard people say, well, what if you traded a player plus a pick like Deontay Johnson and a third or fourth rounder for Fields? Um, yeah, I think it'd be worth a shot. Yeah. Uh, they got two fourth round picks. They might trade one of them. Yep. Um, so uh, one, there's a, a young man here that the name keeps popping up uh, from Florida State quarterback Travis. Yeah, uh, Jordan Travis. Yeah, before he got hurt, Travis has uh, better than average athleticism. He's not Fields, yeah. but he's got yeah. better than average. But he also has leadership and he has an instinctual feel for the game. Um, that's the only thing about fields that I've still not seen before they asked him to run all the time. And two years ago, he had over a thousand yards and he was dominant on the ground. Last year, they said, start throw from the pocket and they kind of handcuffed him. And he had some big games throwing the ball, especially to DJ Moore. But in other games, he looked really bad. And so you got to find that peaceful medium with him. Um, and I do think he could fit into Arthur Smith's offense. So it would really come down to what, Smith and the other offensive coaches, you know, what conclusion they come to and what they're willing to give up. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I see a lot of comments about um, Justin Fields being a a poor passer and, uh, you know, he's not a great passer, but um, I mean, we were all over Kenny for dirt balling throws all season. And uh, Justin Fields has, has at least, some four touchdown games under his belt. I mean, what are we talking about here? There's, there's a uh, no comparison to me. I think Justin Fields is vastly more talented than Kenny Pickett uh, and give him a shot in, in an offense where he can be maybe unleashed and, and guided a little bit better than he was in, in Chicago. Um, I think it's worth a shot personally, but some people are going to be on the Justin Fields hate train and that's fine. I, 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 I see the reasoning behind it. I do understand that he is not the most accurate quarterback, but 
uh, if you're if you're um, saying that uh, compared to what we've we have, I mean on 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 the roster under contract, which is just Kenny Pickett really and and Mitch Trubisky <laughs> who's going to be cut, mm-hmm. uh, he is definitely an upgrade um, on those two guys in my opinion. So um, I get it, I get the angst with bringing him in, but for a, a fourth round pick and a player, I think that that would be uh, a wise move by the Steelers to at least give it a shot. If he doesn't work out, you don't have to pay him. And if he does work out and you've got your franchise guy, then pay him and mm-hmm. and go from there. You've just, you've just moved up the timeline from the Kenny Pickett timeline up a year is all you've done. And, and so that's just, that would be my consideration with it. Um, let's see here. Let's do. Ah, here we go. From Chris G. I'm a big Deontay Johnson fan and don't want to see him in another uniform, but does he fit Arthur Smith's system? Need physical wide receivers that block aggressively. Uh, Ari, seeing you're you're shaking your head in the negative there about Deontay Johnson fitting. Tell us a little bit more about why you don't believe that he is a fit in this Arthur Smith offense. Well, again, he's a run first, run to set up the pass guy. Um, He wants guys who are enthusiastic blockers. Uh, bigger body receivers, they don't have to be necessarily real tall, but they got to be thick. Yeah. Uh, if you think back to the Tennessee Titans, man, you had AJ Brown blowing people away. He was such a great blocker, yeah. and you know it. Those a lot of those long runs by Henry was just and hustle. Every one of their receivers stayed alive and to make blocks downfield because they knew Henry would bust one eventually. So uh, that's not Deontay Johnson's game. He doesn't like contact. He shies away from the middle. He shies away. He goes down before contact usually. Um, So I would like to see uh, some sturdier built guys uh, to work the middle of the field because Arthur Smith will work the middle of the field. And it can't always be one of the tight ends. So, yeah, I think that's why I mentioned Deontay Johnson as a possible inclusion in a trade because he would have more value somewhere else than I think he'll have in Arthur Smith's offense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that just as like a potential trade, I mean, yeah. he, he would have major success in a Kansas city offense. Exactly. <laughs> he exactly. Absolutely would yeah. a finesse offense that relies yeah. on quarterbacks making, making throws and, and Mahomes have been playing a lot more in rhythm the last few years without, um, without Tyreek Hill there. Yeah. And you know, Deontay Johnson is that kind of player, but I mean, you th- this is my statement on Deontay Johnson here. And I, I don't hate the guy. I think he's got, he's a good player in, in the right style. And, but I do think that he's got a little bit of a, of an attitude problem. I think he, he bought into, I'm the wide receiver one here in Pittsburgh uh, after an, I'm the next Antonio Brown. And that hasn't worked out quite yet <laughs> mm-hmm. and never will. But here's my thought. You thought Deontay Johnson was an attitude problem last year. Wait till, He's asked to block on two thirds of his uh, plays that he runs out there, mm-hmm. and uh, only go on routes on a third of those, and and you're going to see uh, a lot more of an issue out of Deontay yes. Johnson because yes. you're right, he's not wired for mm-hmm. that type of of physicality. And um, I mean, I'm not trying to knock on the guy, I'm not trying to bury him, but that's just the way it is <laughs> with mm-hmm. this guy. So, um, all right, let's move on to Tom Vallejo says. They were saying on get up, the Steelers should trade for Dak Prescott and trade Kenny Pickett. This is the type of thing we were talking about, Shannon. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't go trading for Dak Prescott and sending a 
two first round picks and your second this year and a second next year and and totally screwing yourself in the draft. Don't go doing that, right? <clears throat> We've got to a a point in in, in a society, uh, but especially in the NFL circles, whereas statistics supposedly matter. And we know Dax had a big season, put up, led the league at touchdown passes. But, I mean, I remember Dan Fouts. I remember even Dan Marino. I remember guys that put up incredible stats that never could win the big one. They just didn't win in clutch time. And what's Dax ever proved? What has Prescott ever proved that he's a clutch player? Yeah. Or that, you know, uh, I'm just not interested. I mean, uh, and there's always drama. Drama seems to follow him. Even guys that it seems like he's the best friend in the world. And then the next thing you know, they're putting mean tweets out about him. So, yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's not the answer. Uh, I, moving yeah. forward, I just don't I don't see it being the answer. Um, you know, a lot of people like to say things, uh, as I say, to, to get numbers, clicks, stuff of that nature. But, yeah, Dax Prescott is not coming to Pittsburgh. No, and and nor sh- nor should he. <laughs> you know that's that's just not um not going to happen. So big G uh, would I die. With you. Yeah, big G would <laughs> yeah. die. Literally, he would die. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> we we'd be uh we'd be calling the squad for that man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brian Burns or excuse me, Brian Brown uh puts out an a uh, very pertinent question here. A good one. What is wrong with trying to resign Rudolph? The Steelers' offense ran just fine under Mason. Were we watching the same last four games? I am completely down with them re-signing Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. giving him a shot. And honestly, if he comes back, you know, personally, I would say to Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, you know, Mason played better than you last year, Kenny. He's he's our number one guy unless you can prove us otherwise. That would be how I would go into this season uh, personally. Um, and so I'm I'm definitely down, Brian, with, with getting – uh, Rudolph back a lot of what we were talking about is predicated on on the fact that I I just don't know if that's going to happen I think somebody's going to pay for uh, Mason Rudolph and if somebody's going to be willing to pay him 12 million dollars a year are the Steelers going to be willing to do that with still trying to find out what they've got in Kenny Pickett and uh, all the other needs that they're going to have to address that's kind of my concern there but if he does come back and I would love for them to try to pursue that obviously I I do think that he should be given at least an equal shot at the mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. taking the driver's seat at quarterback and maybe even first preference. What do you think? Yes, um, I, I will preface this, this comment by saying that Kenny Pickett had one game, yeah, without Matt Canada, Cincinnati, uh, with somebody else playing, calling the uh, the calling the plays, and <clears throat> Mason had more than that, and. Mason done a great job and he showed, he looked like what an eight year veteran should look like. That being said, I think he deserves every chance to have a fair quarterback competition. If he'll sign back here uh, to win that position next year. The problem is he said they were really good to him. Even though a lot of people say they were. Yeah. (laughs) But, but you know, you can't say, well, Ben wasn't warm and fuzzy with me or, but we're talking about the whole organization. Yeah, uh, I don't even think Tomlin was on Rudolph as because that's Colbert's guy. Yeah. Colbert's been hooked to Rudolph ever since he drafted, and so Tomlin only played Rudolph when he had no other choice. 
Everybody's <laughs> got to understand it. There was no other choice, and he had to play yep. Rudolph. Now, Rudolph did good, and then he started him again because they needed a spark, and he made Kenny sit, even though Kenny wanted to come back. It made sense, you know. But yep. I would just say that if you look around the league, where is Mason going to get more money? Because I think teams view him at best as a uh, gardener miscue type. At best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think teams still view him as a quality backup, as I've always said. So if he comes back to Pittsburgh, one, he might get a little bit more money somewhere else. I don't know. But he will get a better chance to start in Pittsburgh than he will anywhere else. Because I don't believe yeah. the stores are going to go reaching for uh, anybody at quarterback. They would rather reach for him. And yeah. uh, I think his best decision for his career moving forward will be to come back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I uh, There's some comments in here uh, that a lot of people don't think that Tomlin will give him a fair shot at mm-hmm. the, at the number one spot. So, you know, there's, there's going to be some, some anxiety in that regard too, if he does come back. And I, I'd assume that he will have some similar thoughts based on how some of the, uh, based on the way some of the last few years have gone for him. Um, but you know, it's, it is an intriguing thought uh, all the same to, to see how the Steelers will handle Mason Rudolph and whether or not he'll, he'll get a good contract somewhere else. I mean, um, I think of a team like the Seahawks as as an example here. Um, they're paying Geno Smith a good, a fair chunk of money, right? Um, to to be their starter, and they're they've got a new coaching staff, uh, a new play caller. It's it's a whole new set of of guys in charge over there. Um, and so I wonder if they'd be like, you know, let's see what we could get in a trade for um, for Geno Smith, and then go sign a guy for $10 million like Mason Rudolph, who I think would, would kind of translates to really any system pretty well. Um, except for like a, a full on RPO mm-hmm. <laughs> Jalen hurts offense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, none of that please. But um, you know, it, it, I would see, I, I could see a team like that saying, let's move on from our high priced um, veteran quarterback and go get somebody kind of on the up in that same vein until we can draft somebody. Cause they're not in a position to draft a quarterback this year either. So they would be a team in, in a situation like that. Uh, the, the uh, Broncos to me as well would be a team in that type of situation where they're like, let's move on for our high price guy. We've got a bunch of new people in the building here. We, we don't really know what we want yet. So let's save some money at quarterback for a season that we're not quite sure what we're going to do and then worry about quarterback next year and build up the roster. Kind of like we've been talking about the Steelers. I could see uh, Mason Rudolph being attractive to a team like that. So uh, let's, let's talk about uh, what steel dog 88 says here with Arthur Smith as our new OC. Do you think they try to bring in Ryan Tannehill for competition? <clears throat> I think if Rudolph doesn't come back, then Tannehill is the guy to watch. I, I really do um, because he's not going to be expensive and he would be a fantastic mentor for Kenny Pickett. I think he would be uh, quite aware of where he's at in his career as well um, and would understand that he's probably not competing with Kenny to start. He's just kind of the backup guy there on, mm. uh, if Kenny uh, really, really struggles and doesn't get it. And if Kenny gets it, he can be a great mentor. I would love to have Tannehill in from that perspective. What about you? Um, You know, now everybody – Tries to carry three quarterbacks, have that emergency 
guy active, yep. um, <clears throat> which actually kept Rudolph in the NFL. Uh, yep. We got to remember. And but watch, I got to watch a good bit of Titans games last year, and I think Tannehill. You know, when you get to a certain age, he didn't have AJ Brown anymore. He didn't have the guys that he did have. Henry wasn't the same, but. I think Tannehill is on the back nine, and you know he's he's getting ready to go to the clubhouse. Uh, I just, um, I, I mean, as a mentor, but we kind of did that this year with Robertson, and and we brought him in and said, "But well, he's going to be a good example, and he's going to." And it, and I don't think they got the impact out of that that they thought they were going to get. Uh, yeah. I think Pickett is a guy that, you know, if he is. He's got the work ethic. He puts in yeah. the hours. He puts in the film study. If he doesn't make it, it's going to be a lack of talent, not a lack of effort. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just not that interested around Tannehill at all, to be honest. Sure. Yeah, and understandable, too. I mean, he's definitely on the back 40 of his career. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. Uh, one more quarterback question here, and then we'll kind of change the subject real quick before we go. Uh, Ron Chess says, does Mason stay? Uh, the nice QB to pick uh, in the third or fourth round is – uh, the Florida state quarterback that broke his leg, Jordan Travis, he follows that up. Uh, yeah. Jordan Travis from quarterback or quarterback from Florida state third and fourth round. We talked about him already. We talked about mm -hmm. Mason Rudolph already, but you know, that's the kind of, that's the, what I really see happening here is the Steelers uh, ride with Kenny, try to resign Mason. If that doesn't work out, they go get a Ryan Tannehill type. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they draft a mid round, late round quarterback to develop um, or to be their third guy. Uh, that's just kind of how I see it playing out. So Travis would be very intriguing from that regard. Um, he is another smaller quarterback, but I think the arm talent is definitely there. And he seems to be a guy uh, kind of in the mold of, of Rattler where um, the field vision, because because they've had to compensate for their height, probably most of their, their mm -hmm. lives at the position, <clears throat> their field vision is pretty good. You know, he, he kind of understands the flow of offense and defense pretty well. At least that's what I saw when I watched the tape from Jordan Travis. So um, definitely a route I would be looking at here. Um, Shannon, before we go here and we're, we're wrapping it up real quick. Uh, but Mark Lancaster says we have to address inside linebacker in this draft. I think you and I would both agree with that. Um, this off season <clears throat> inside linebacker does need some addressing uh, whether that's free agency or the draft or both. Uh, it definitely needs to happen. Um, I'm a little iffy on Jeremiah Trotter jr. But, I mean, he's in the mold of a Steeler type linebacker if they wanted to go with an athletic younger guy. Uh, what do you think about uh, JTJ uh, or do you have another target that you're looking at this offseason? Well, I've just started to really dive in because the Steelers have to get a young stud. Yeah, uh, All the great Steeler defenses was led by a young alpha middle linebacker. Uh, and they just haven't had one for so long. And yeah. I like Trotter, but I think he's an early second-round pick, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think he's a first-round pick. So I don't think he'll be there at 51 when the Steelers would you know, consider him in the second round. So that throws the timing off. Now, there's some guys like Gray, and um, um, I'm trying to think what the other guy's name is. Um, I can't remember now. I just watched some stuff on him. But um, is it the Ed Edgerin, uh something or other? He's my favorite linebacker in the class, Texas A&M linebacker. Yes, but I can't think of his name right now. 
Cooper, Edron Cooper. There it is. Somebody just put it up here. Cooper, yes. Yeah, Edron Cooper, yeah. Um, I, I like his all-around game, and 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 he's got a lot of uh, – now, I ain't care, comparing him to Warner because uh, Warner's the best out there right now for the 49ers, Fred Warner. But what yeah. I like about him is he really has no glaring weakness, and he has a natural feel for the position, and he's definitely an alpha. And, and that's what I want there. I want a guy – who is going to be able to have the green dot, who's going to be able to, you know, be the leader uh, yeah. and, and control the huddle. So, um, you know, there's a few free agents. But here's what's sad, Jeremy. Last year, the offseason, it was loaded. Yeah, I wrote articles after articles. They <laughs> was seven deep at free agent. They was a ton of guys. I watched Dorian Williams just yeah. ball out for the Bills. Yeah. All season, and he was my sleeper guy. Yeah, and you know, maybe I wrote about him too much because the Bills took him earlier than the Steelers would. But man, I, that his name not came that, up it's so not much. That, yeah, it's not that deep this year. Yeah, so there's guys that fit their good coverage or their good run, but there's not too many combo guys. So um, yeah, Cooper is one that I think is would definitely be a target. But I'm going to start doing my research, and I'll be yeah. putting out some articles. Yeah. Hey, uh, Shannon. I, I don't know if I don't know if you're aware of a certain free agent uh, linebacker that's that's going to be at the top of uh, the list for a lot of um, a lot of teams, and uh, it's it's one of the Devons. Devin White is yes, a free yes. agent this offseason, and I could see the Steelers snagging a Devin White on like a one year prove it deal after a pretty after a rough season. And seeing how that goes, because I know they were extremely high on him Tomlin in that draft. Him. Yes, Tomlin loved him, yes. and if if he does end up walking from Tampa Bay, um, I, I could see the Steelers going that direction pretty quickly. And I mean, if you look at it, he's still only twenty five years old, oh, so yeah. he's young. Um, and, and it wasn't a great season, but he's been overshadowed by Levante David over there anyway. So maybe a chance to be the alpha dog linebacker somewhere else would be something he would uh, take a jump at for a lesser contract. And um, so I don't know, keep an eye on Devin white. And uh, when you connect the dots from what the Steelers like to do in free agency, a lot of times it's those, it's those guys they missed in the draft that are coming on their second contract that didn't quite live up to expectations. Uh, Those are the guys that they, they try to go after. What do you think? Well, you look at a guy like James Ferrier. Uh, you know, these guys get to come to Pittsburgh and the standard has been set and they seem like they elevate their play. Uh, I was very happy with Holcomb and, and, uh, Roberts and Alexander, but again, they're, you know, injury prone. That's why, you know, we don't know what, who'll be back and what, when they'll be back. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think white could come in and flourish, uh, and kind of like, you know, Rokon Smith was good. But when he got to the Ravens and he was in the shadow and the hallowed halls of Ray Lewis, he took his game to another level. I could see yep. that happening with White. Yes, I could too. A couple other names being kind of throw out here are uh, Maurice Leofau. Leo uh, Leo <laughs> I don't know. I, these uh, Islander names are so hard for me, and I apologize. Yes. Uh, the Steel Familia asked about that. Uh, Notre Dame linebacker. I know who he is. I just cannot pronounce his name. Um, a good size player. Um, I think he was a finalist for the uh, Butkus Award this year. So um, 
he's he's a good player. Um, he's a run think, first guy, though. Yes, he he yeah. is. He's not the kind of coverage linebacker that yeah. <clears throat> um, the team might be searching for since they have a Landon Roberts under contract still. So uh, we'll see about that. And then Mark Lancaster mentions uh, uh, Tommy Eichenberg from Ohio State at fifty one. I like Eichenberg. I don't think he's the the ultra athlete that they might need at the position. So um, he's a he dog. kind of, yeah, he is. He's, he's, a, he's dog. a tough yeah. player. <laughs> so those are definitely guys that'll be on the radar for this team. Um, you know, day two, uh, early day three, something along those lines. That's when I'd expect them to make a play there. I, I think that they've got their eyes on some offensive mm-hmm. linemen in the early portion of the draft, but um, Shannon, uh, any final thoughts, man, before we head out, it looks like, the the questions are kind of slowing down here. What you got? Well, I love a lot of the suggestions and guys that yeah. they're talking about looking at, like Sneed and uh, <clears throat> Willie Gay, talking about yeah. Patrick Queen. You know, those guys from your bitter rival, a lot of times they don't want to go to, yeah. you know, this is <laughs> bad blood, and then they want to go there and prove a point. But yeah. I don't know if he'd want to come to Pittsburgh, and, uh, uh, and I, I'd probably like to go another direction myself, but. Uh, I had a great show, great time with yeah. you. Love talking to Steelers. Um, and Absolutely. like I said, check out my article tomorrow at 11 o'clock approximately. Uh, and um, and again, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. And Patrick Queen, he's going to Seattle. Uh, Mike McDonald's <laughs> over there. He's going yeah, to Seattle. Yeah, get him on the West Coast. Get <laughs> him out of here. Throw, get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we appreciate all of you tuning in to the show. We appreciate your comments. We appreciate your arguments for your players. We appreciate all of it because what we like to do here is have a discussion, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. This is the Q&A, and we'll be back next Sunday. We'll have another guest on. It's going to be fun. Thanks again to Shannon. Definitely check out his work. Check out all the podcasts he's on. They're all a fantastic listen. Uh, And we will talk to you next time here on the Steelers Q&A. Bets out and Shannon White out.